0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: The Bucks game is over. And now... It's time for the longest-running pro hoops post-game show in Milwaukee. Hear from the players. You know, I feel good. I always can get
2: better, but you know, I know I know myself. I know how usually it goes. You know, uh, if
1: I'm healthy, things is gonna be okay.
3: The head coach. Um, you know, offensively, I think you know we make a few more shots. Could be dangerous. And the fans. You got a guy in Giannis. He's just
1: like the most likable human being, and all the other people fall in line with that. Everybody kind of takes it after him, and it just—it's really positive to see that. Be the team that we give. This is the pick and save pro hoops post game show driven by Mercedes Benz of Milwaukee North. Now, here's your host, Bill Baby Tau Schmidt on 1057 FM, The Fan. <laughs>
4: Welcome in, it's the Picket Safe Pro Hoops postgame show driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. I'm Bill Schmidt, baby Tosh. Appreciate you hanging out after the Bucks get a win, 124-115 in a game that maybe they shouldn't have had to work as hard as they did. But joining me here tonight in studio on 105.7 FM, the fan or a badger, former NBA player, former Milwaukee Buck, Marcus Landry, also Milwaukee's own Marcus Landry. Marcus, appreciate you hanging out, man.
2: Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm excited to be here to talk
4: some Bucks talk. This is gonna be fun too, because we have a game tonight in which there's a lot going into the game of who's going to replace Chris Middleton's minutes, who's going to have that opportunity to kinda of take over. And a game where you come in against the Chicago Bulls, you expect to be able to take care of that within three quarters. The Bucks had to do it through the entire forty eight minutes tonight.
2: Yeah, I wasn't happy about that. I mean, you definitely have a time where guys can come in and make a statement and uh possibly steal some minutes and make, you know, make some some noise. So I don't feel like uh Anyone, uh, you know, took took place of that today. So, uh, like you said, it should have been a game that they they won uh, in three quarters, not four, but they had to play four quarters in 48 minutes. So
4: Defensively, they they kind of leave a little bit to be desired tonight in, in in shutting down the Chicago Bulls. And the Bulls shoot close to 50% in the first half. Bucks shoot 50% in that first half. And Giannis, once again, what else can you say about possibly the greatest player in the world right now going off for 38-16? at tonight and Marcus we were talking about it during the game as we were hanging out here in the studio getting ready for the show these are games where you expect Giannis to be able to get maybe a little bit of a breather that was not tonight in a game where they needed him for the entire run 36 minutes you have to go against a team that you were clearly better than tonight
2: of course even with Chris Middleton out, I still think this should have been a team that they should have put away in early or later on in the third quarter and that just didn't happen so Giannis, had to, to me, he had to play a lot of unnecessary minutes that he shouldn't have to have played today.
4: We'll talk a lot about it with you as well at 414 1250 You can also tweet the program at 1057 Fan. You can email us live at 1057FMTheFan.com. Wendy's Fresh Never Frozen inbox. And a huge story to be able to step up in the absence of of Chris Middleton and really being able to step up across the opportunities that he's been given. Eric Bledsoe was really really good tonight, showing up with thirty points tonight.
2: He did. He was he was the difference maker. I mean you lo- you look at the bench. I mean, guys just didn't show up. I think you know their starters. You had four guys in double digits, but after that, I mean, you had two points, six points. I mean, the bench just didn't play well today, and they had an opportunity to really make a statement and uh look you know look good out there.
4: How big do you think Eric Bledsoe and and how much of a factor can he be on this team if they're going to be able to get back to the NBA finals? Cuz like scoring the ball in the lane has really never been an option an issue for right. Eric Bledsoe. It's been shooting from beyond the arc that's kind of been the issue for it's,
2: him. It's it's just been that shooting beyond the arc, but right now he seems to be, you know, feeling himself, shooting the ball pretty well. He seems to have a lot of confidence going. I mean, to me he's already always been a confident guy even shooting from 3 even though he doesn't make them sometimes but this, he never
4: met one he doesn't like hey well <laughs> hey keep shooting them
2: hey a lot of like the guys told me uh if you if you believe you're a shooter don't stop shooting so i guess he believes he's won. so if he can continue to make threes like he's doing here early on i think they'll they'll be all right
4: are there games when as a player like eric blood so when you're going into a game against a kobe white a young first round pick where Everybody around Bledsoe would expect him to kind of take over that game?
2: I think so. I think so. He he has experience and he, he still has something to prove. I believe he even though he he got a contract this past year, I, I believe he still has a little chip on his shoulder and proven to yeah, would the agree. NBA yep. that, that hey, I can play. I can play.
4: So and, and playoff time is always a different different animal for Eric Bledsoe. It's been that and, and like being able to get yourself ready for games like that are nights like this where you want to go in and put the foot down right away and finish the job early.
2: Of course, and that's why I was not impressed with the others on today because guys like Eric Bledsoe, Giannis, they should have been able to rest, and it's going to make a difference once the playoffs come. This is a long season. It's a very long season, and those guys, they have to show up in games like this to give those guys rest so that that they can finish the race. That's
4: end. that's Marcus Landry, former Wisconsin Badger, and former Milwaukee Buck. We're gonna talk a lot about Marcus's experience in pro basketball. Also talk a lot about this game with you as well at four one four-seven nine nine twelve fifty. It's the city's most interactive postgame show, longest running interactive postgame show at four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. Listening on the radio.com app in North Carolina is Justin. Justin, you're on the fan. I'm here with Marcus Landry. What's going on, Justin? Yeah, that's pretty
5: cool. What, what, what's up, baby? Tell us, sorry. What, what, what's up, Marcus? How are you doing tonight? That's pretty cool. You got Marcus Landry there. Because I went to Milwaukee Rufus King High School. So I remember with him and his brother who for Vincent, And it would seem like it'd be a seven-point game. You blink your eyes, it'd be like an 18-point game. I could never understand how he could never beat, I guess we'll call him the Mighty Vincent tonight. But good to have uh, <laughs> him on the show with you, man. That's pretty pretty awesome. So that's what I think, man. Out here living in North Carolina, I get to see this Kobe cat. Uh, it was Kobe White play a little basketball. And I thought he was amazing last year for the Tar Heels. And what he's shown me so far this NBA season is pretty impressive. I think this Bulls team is a little bit better than what we think they are. However, I agree with you guys, though. This is a game where our guys have to rest, though. Um, you know, I was listening to either one of the shows today on the fan, and they were talking about how that, you know, we face some of the toughest first 10 or 11 games to start the season off. These are the games where we got to get our rest and blow these teams out. Um, a little bit surprised, uh, Thought we had a lot of turnovers. Those guys were really stripping the ball a lot by the Bulls, and uh, we we got to take care of the ball a little bit better. Um, got one question for you guys. I don't know if you saw at the end of the game. It looked like Thaddeus Young was a little bit upset with Eric Bledsoe with that dunk at the end of the game. Do you guys see that at the end of the game? Like, look like he's conversing with Giannis a little bit and a little bit of frustration.
4: Did you see that? No, I I'm, I'm, I missed that. So so Thaddeus Young went and kind of approached Giannis about. The, the dunk that Bledsoe threw down, like you said, the last, like, minute, minute and a half in the game?
5: Yeah, it looked that way to me. And, you know, the dunk was kind of, you know, with, with Bledsoe, I think we've all come to know that we're going to live with these kind of questionable things like, <laughs> what the hell are you doing at times? He has those moments. But, right. you, you know, it's like that kid that you have, right? That's a bad kid. They have that one bad subject. They're just bad, bad, bad. in But they're good in everything else. So you kind of overlook a lot of the stuff that he does. But I, I'm just happy we found a way to win, man, because, you know, the only thing that's more frustrating – then uh, a tight game against the Bulls when we should have blown them out is uh, actually catching the L to them and having all my cousins from Chicago, you know, call and text me and my uncle about that. But, you know, anyways, man, looking forward to hearing Marcus's input tonight. Baby Tosh, you always kill it. So, you know, we'll be out here in North Carolina trying to stay warm because we got Wisconsin temperatures down here today.
4: Wow. What, what are you guys dealing with down there?
5: I don't even want to tell you because you guys going to laugh at me, but it's like 33. I'm on like four layers oh. right
4: now. <laughs> you're being soft yeah, out there. <laughs> Justin, we'll talk later on in the year, all right, man? All right, guys. Keep it up, man. Justin in North Carolina at 414-799-1250. He drops off, opens up a line for you. Marcus, that's an interesting point when when he's talking about, even like if that does go down, the, the conversations about late game situations, when you have a vet like Eric Bledsoe, you said very confident dude, sometimes they're going to do what they want.
2: Of course, of course. And uh, I didn't see that last play, but what he's talking about is it's kind of an unwritten rule in basketball. When the game's over, even if there's – you know, more than 24 seconds on the shot clock, take the the turnover. Dribble it down. Dribble it out, take the turnover, and, and, you know, don't go and dunk the ball. You know, it's an unwritten rule. A lot of people won't understand
4: it, but it's just something in basketball. So
2: it, it, it holds a level of respect.
4: Now, one of my favorite parts, though, was Josh Hart. Did you see him a couple of weeks ago? He's dribbling out the clock, and a young rookie is standing to there the rookie, yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> can have amazing. that turnover. Yeah. I'm not going to wait on that turnover on my stat sheet. <laughs> that, was,
2: that was amazing. That was amazing.
4: Yep. <laughs> 414-799-1250. Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show here on 105.7 FM. The Fan, we're driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. It's Marcus Landry, the Milwaukee legend from Vincent High School, the University of Wisconsin, playing for the New York Knicks, Boston Celtics, overseas for a bunch of years, He's talking basketball with us tonight, and you at 414-799-1250 after the Bucks get a win, 124-115. We're talking about it with you on the fan right now.
1: Was it a key basket in transition? Was it a spectacular play down the lane? It's time for the Wrench and Go drive of the game. Need auto parts? Wrench and Go is a self-service yard. Bring your own tools and access the lowest-priced auto parts around. This is the pick and save Pro Hoops postgame show, driven by Mercedes Benz of Milwaukee North on the fan. Eddie is young for three.
0: Giannis right there took the rebound away from Lowry Marketing. Giannis!
6: Yes. Oh my goodness! I did a has not.
4: That's Jim Paschke, two of Giannis's 38 points. Scores in tonight's win. Bucks taking out the Chicago Bulls, 124, 115. It's Big and Safe post postgame show. I'm Bill Schmidt, baby Tausch, with you here after each and every game on The Fan. We're driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. Pleased tonight to be joined in studio by a Milwaukee legend, guy that still does a bunch in the community, and now hanging out with us on the Pick and Save Pro's postgame show, Marcus Landry, guy that's been in these NBA locker rooms, played for the Milwaukee Bucks, played for your Wisconsin Badgers. We'll get into some more of those conversations a little bit later on. But tonight, he's talking Bucks basketball with you here on The Fan. And in a game, Marcus, where we believe that the Bucks could have been out in front quicker and it could have been a much easier coast to the finish as uh, I taught you a little bit about what the uh, the giving 12 points that I was waiting for the Milwaukee Bucks <laughs> to do to be able to cash in a little right. bit tonight.
2: Yeah, man, it's, it's one of those things, man, where as a player, you you have this goal of making the playoffs and making a run, which the Bucks have that capability of doing. And these these to me, these are the most important games where you're playing a team that's not so good. It, it really speaks to your level of focus to, to say we're going to get out, we're going to jump on this game quick and, and get it over with.
4: Because it's got to be tough knowing that, like, you're going you're going to be judged on how the postseason performance goes and, and how you do in the postseason to a Bucks team that was two games away from going to the NBA Finals last year right. to want to just, like, I say it as a millennial turn the Xbox off and let me just restart this thing and I'll be in game <laughs> six of the NBA Finals. You don't get to do that in this league. You got to go
2: through right. the entire 82. You got to go through the 82. And just watching, even in that fourth quarter, Giannis really trying, he's trying to turn it on to get, you know, a league. And, you know, those are the most valuable times of the game. I mean, look at Derrick Rose being in a in, in late game situation yeah. and he's hurt. I mean, I don't wish that on anybody, but. These are games where you just have to step up. You have to step up and you have to take these games seriously. You can't come out and say, well, this team's not so good and just have that you know, that lackadaisical feel to the right. game. So, Because those
4: are the games that you get tripped up when you have that lackadaisical feeling and you're not able to rebound and get it back right. soon enough.
2: Right, Yep. and luckily they can get out and transition. They're a top, they're a top transition team and they can just kind of turn that on. But if they're not, if this 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 team made them play more half-court basketball, I think the Bulls could have pulled it away. But I'm glad they didn't.
4: Four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. Let's go out to New Berlin. It's Roscoe up with us on the fan. Roscoe, you're on this fan with Baby Tausch and Marcus Landry. Hey, what's
0: up, guys? How you doing?
4: Good, man. Good. That's good. But
0: um, you know what? I I kind of figured with Middleton out, like. With his role being out, someone had to fill that role, and I figured that it was going to take maybe a game or two to try to have someone you know fill that spot that he that void that you know Middleton being gone. And you know what, the, the Bulls and, and Bucks—it's it, it's kind of that rivalry game where you know the, you, you know the Bulls are going to play up a little bit, and so I, I kind of was expecting a dogfight, just knowing that they were going to kind of protect, uh, uh you, you know, double Giannis and kind of you know play that side of the court. So I kind of expected a tough game. I'm glad they pulled it out, but I, you know, I, honestly, I, ex- I expected a dogfight. You know, the Bulls, honestly, I think the way they played tonight, like they, they got some young players, man. Markin a stud. You know, last year he played like a stud. So, you know, we got to have someone else step up because honest, you know, he he can do what he he does, but we got to have somebody else. If it's Sterling Brown, if it's Bledsoe, if it's if it's going to be George Hill, somebody else who has have to come up and play. And and honestly, you know what? Evansville has beat Kentucky. I mean, we see, we see teams, we right. see we see teams play up, and they you don't you know, surprise us, and it happens like that, hopefully, you know, baby, Tosh, you might have had Evansville plus the twenty-five and a
7: half. We don't know that you had that. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, I'd be feeling a lot better, no doubt about it. Roscoe, <laughs> well, appreciate. All right, man. Appreciate it, man. And and those are the feelings of when you allow teams to hang around that aren't supposed to. You, you don't get yourself back to that point.
2: Right, and I think, you know, Roscoe's right. I mean, you have this team, and, and we kind of came out a little a little soft, but the one thing where I dis- disagree with Roscoe is that you do – you Chris Middleton is out, and it might take him a couple games, but you have a bunch of young players on the Bucks who need to make a statement to that, that can say, well, I belong in this league. And mm-hmm. What better opportunity against the Bulls to do that? I mean, I understand
4: they're a rivalry team, but the Bulls are just not that good this right. year. Right. And and in a league where it's all about opportunity, you have an opportunity with ready-made talent around you to make that statement. Right, right. This is the perfect opportunity that you could possibly have if you're one of those guys. Yep. Yep. And to get
2: rolling. And to get rolling. If you're going to fulfill that role of Chris Middleton and you're going to take that starting spot, this would have been the perfect game for you to step up and prove it.
4: Well, and there's a total difference between, and I always applaud guys being able to do it, come off the bench and play 12 minutes and, and get your four shots up and be effective in that role. Or or if it's a pinch hitter in baseball coming up off the bench cold and coming in and producing at that level. But, I mean, you've been in this situation, Marcus, where you come off that bench, it doesn't matter when you come in. You're expected to perform for the 5, 10, 12 minutes you get. Of course. This is a point where you can get a lather in and get that trust in yourself in every spot on the floor.
2: Of course. And I agree 100%. You got to show up. And what I see here is – uh, Giannis and Bledsoe fulfilled the role of Chris Middleton being out. They made up those points that Chris Middleton will have. I'm looking at the, the stat sheet and the the starters, everybody scored double digits except for one guy. He had four points. But then you have two, you got six, you got three, you got six, you got six. I mean, mm-hmm. those guys have to step up. It, it won't be able to be Giannis and Bledsoe every single night that's going to be able to fulfill that void. Of having Chris Middleton out, it's just not
4: going to happen, and and it's it's just not a business model that you can actually do not to succeed throughout the whole 82. Because right. it, it the 82 game season, I'm learning a lot differently uh, across what you know maybe my previous knowledge was of what a grind this 82 game schedule is for these dudes. The travel that the NBA goes yeah. through on this 82 game stretch, in possibly a game up against football. There's the most stress on your body in the game of basketball than any other of the four major
2: sports. Of course, of course, and and then everybody's wondering why they're talking about all this load management stuff, and it's just it's just real. I, I understand at the end of the day that we we get paid great and the money's great, but. Look, you want to be able to walk and do all that stuff afterward, too, so it's very important for guys to, to step up. Well, and you
4: want to be able to perform your best come playoff time, and 36 minutes against the Bulls is not going to be the way you did it done if you're Giannis. Not at all. 414-799-1250. <laughs> Let's go to uh, Tosa. Say hello to Anthony. Anthony, you're up on the Pick and Save Pro's Game show with Marcus Landry.
3: First of all, I just want to say hello to Marcus. This is Anthony Jones from Classical of 05 at Vincent High School. What's
4: going
2: on, Anthony?
3: What's going on? Good to hear you. Um, I was just going to make a comment that uh, I've been thinking this for a while. With Bledsoe out, with all the money he's getting, I've been thinking it's – I mean, not Bledsoe. With Middleton out, I think it's been holding Bledsoe back and he couldn't really fit in the lineup. And I'm hoping some younger players can step up. And I'm hoping this will show how Bledsoe can really play. I'm just wondering what your guys' uh, thoughts are on that. And I'll hang up and listen.
2: (laughs) Okay, well, obviously you're a Bledsoe fan, I'm I'm guessing. (laughs) So – I mean, I think so. And I mean he has to step up. I mean look at it. He's he's out and you have to, you know, do something else and get guys involved. My I mean my only point is that he just he's just not gonna be able to fill that void for I think Chris Middles is out a couple weeks or like three weeks I'm kinda guessing. Teams are just not gonna allow that to happen. They're not gonna allow Giannis and Bledsoe to score thirty some points. So I believe you're right. Some of those other guys they do have to step up.
4: Do you think that even if it was like a, a more extended period of time. And and we had the conversations a lot of if the Bucks were going to retain Chris Middleton, and obviously they had to because they right. didn't have the opportunity to sign a player of his caliber on the outside market. But the conversation of Eric Bledsoe and Malcolm Brogdon, I think, is a much more legitimate one because they make closer money. And, and when Eric Bledsoe was signed midseason last year, it really sealed the fate of Malcolm Brogdon at that point because you're not paying two point guards what thirty four million dollars combined.
2: Right, right. So I mean, it it just made the difference maker. I mean, once once they signed Bledsoe, like you said, it was kind of over for Brogdon. You just you weren't going to be able to. You felt like him. the
4: writing was on the wall, and somebody's not going to s- sit on the bench with seventeen million tied to him.
2: Not at all, <laughs> especially especially being rookie of the year. You know, he was, he's a good player, man.
4: That's for sure, and Malcolm Brogdon going to be on the team that the Milwaukee Bucks see next. They take on the Indiana Pacers this weekend on Saturday night. That's a 6 o'clock tip-off in Indiana from Baker's Life Fieldhouse. This is the Big and Safe Pro's postgame show on 105.7 FM. The fan, Marcus Landry, Vincent High School, Wisconsin Badgers, played in the NBA, played for your Milwaukee Bucks, played for the Boston Celtics, the New York Knicks, and also, uh, he's hanging out here and Talking Bucks Basketball with you to a point where we just don't get the opportunity to talk. I get to talk to two former Packers, yes, each and every day during the Wendy's Big Show. This is more fun because they always did say basketball players were smarter than football players.
2: <laughs> I don't know about that, man. The, the the playbooks are much bigger in football, man. <laughs> Being much, much bigger. Yeah.
4: Four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. If you want to jump aboard, it's big and safe. Pros post game show. If you're leaving, five forum. Want to hear from you? Jim Pashki called it a little bit of a late arriving crowd. That means uh, there was some more fun stuff to be had on the outside of Pfizer Forum. But it was fun stuff inside, a 124-115 victory. We're going to hear from Matt Velasquez. He's down at Pfizer Forum along with you at 414-799-1250. It's all coming up next here on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Giannis stretch it down
7: and
1: jams. There's always something unexpected that changes the game. It's going to be crazy, man. Here's tonight's X-Factor of the Game. Brought to you by Brian Stratton College Athletics. Offering athletic scholarships in 15 junior college sports. Learn more at bscbobcats.com. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops Post Game Show, driven by Mercedes Benz of Milwaukee North on The Fan.
4: 1057 FM, 1250 AM in the free radio.com app. It's the Pick and Save Pro Hoops Post Game Show, driven by Mercedes Benz of Milwaukee North. I'm Bill Schmidt, Baby Tausch. To my left is Marcus Landry. You know him. He played for the Wisconsin Badgers, also from Vincent High School, and still runs his youth basketball camp that will come up at Vincent High School. That we'll get into, well, a little bit later on, but right now, now you guys, how many years have you been doing the basketball camp? Ooh, we did
2: uh, eight years in West Lafayette along with my brother, and now we're going to year number five coming up here in Milwaukee.
4: How much more fun is it for you to be able to do it in your hometown?
2: It's It's much more fun. It's much more fun, you know. Obviously, we did it in West Lafayette where my brother went to school. Well, he did it there, but we moved it here, and it's just been amazing. The kids, everybody, you know, they kind of know who we are, and we we just really focus on mentoring the kids and and giving them our our testimonies and giving them something to look up to.
4: As a kid growing up in the area, obviously knew the story of you coming from Vincent, playing at Wisconsin like that. What have you seen? Because from my vantage point, it doesn't seem like the talent pool from the state of Wisconsin is only growing, and like the guys that are coming out of the state of Wisconsin, there's a really, really good pipeline of talent coming in here from the state.
2: Yeah, it's growing. It's growing a lot. And, uh, there's a lot of good guys coming out, you know, and just playing all over. I mean, it's been truly amazing that the talent level that's been coming out of Milwaukee or just Wisconsin, period, and I've, I've been very amazed.
4: What's the number one thing you tell the young kids when they come into the youth basketball camp? To have faith. Find
2: something you believe in, have faith.
4: That's the hardest part about it, in, in a game, I feel like that can take it away from you pretty quickly, huh? Yeah, of
2: course, because you, you get down on yourself, and then it's over. It's over. So, just have faith, keep believing in yourself, believing what you do, and uh, keep it moving. And
4: the game can take you a long place, that's for sure. You, you traveled all <laughs> around the country, as Marcus Landry was telling me earlier today. All around the globe, I've been. I've been some of everywhere. So, that's incredible, man. The, the game takes you to places that maybe you just never would have expected to be.
2: Yeah, of course. I mean, people think that it's it's just, you know, what they see on TV here with the NBA, but I tell I tell kids like this there's there's just about an NBA in every country. And there's a ton of countries out there. So,
4: that's a great way to put it. There is. There's an opportunity for you to play ball all across this globe. Yep, of course. 414-799-1250 live at 1057 FM The Fan com Wendy's fresh, never frozen inbox. X-Factor of the game, uh, any night that you're going to get 12 of 14 shooting from Eric Bledsoe, he's going to be the key cog getting the win. 30 points from Eric Bledsoe. While it's nice, Marcus, we're saying that it might not be the most sustainable thing to be able to get from <laughs> Eric Bledsoe throughout the rest of the season.
2: Not at all. I mean, we all know he's capable of scoring and getting to the basket, but, you know, this is a league. of Guys are very smart. They'll, they'll figure things out and, you know, Indiana, who I think they got next, they're going to look at this game and say, look, if we can stop at least one of these guys, we have a chance of winning.
4: Four one four 1250 let's go out to Anaheim, listen on the radio.com. That is Vincent. Vincent, you're on the post-game show with Marcus Landry. What's going on, man? Uh,
8: hey, man. How you doing, baby child? How you doing, Mr. Marcus Landry, man? Uh, I, I like how you kept it real with uh, – that's why I wanted to call. I wanted to see who was going to step up. And Mr. Landry, man, you kept it real, man. You said none of these young guys – you know, stepped up. I look. You know, I didn't get the chance to watch the game, but I always check out the box scores before I call in and see that. And what, what I take out of it, it's a win. You know, you got the win. Right. You don't ever want to lose a game if your main star scored thirty plus points. If you lose a game when your main star scored that much, then something kind of went went kind of wrong, or maybe it was a nail biter. You know, mm-hmm. either or. So, but like Bledsoe uh, stepping up, this is gonna help people. All the uh, Chris Middleton haters, you know, <laughs> I mean that they're out there. This is gonna help them saying, "See, Middle, uh, Middleton holding back Bledsoe." But I'm glad he showed up, man. He's the one that you know took 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 it. But like you said, man, you're two stars. I mean, Bledsoe he's a number three guy, but now he's stepping up. Um, they got to do this when you know one of them is down. So that's what you'd like to see. But yeah, I was kind of disappointed that nobody off the bench came in and, and scored. You know. Uh, you know, it's made itself present, but, you know, I think I was listening to Ryan Horvath, pre, uh, you know, Tuck and Winkler pregame uh, show, that, uh, and he said, you know, this stretch of game, they're not the most hard, you know, the most difficult opponent. So you want to see, but you want to still see Giannis and, uh, you know, Bledsoe, all the main guys do their thing, but you still want to see them get some rest too, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe, not sitting Giannis. To me, sitting guys is, is I'd rather you just start them, let them play for like 10 minutes, and then you sit them. You know what I mean? So at least we get that stat that they started the game. You know what I mean? I for know, that's sure. my mentality. A pre- it's a good game, man, but, you know, you got to step it up. You can't let these teams, you know. You got to beat them, beat them, beat them, beat them, and then put all the guys on the bench in, you know, those guys
4: and then even cover. Thanks, Vincent. That always works, too. Uh, Marcus, we're, you're, he's right when you looked at the schedule. You get the Bulls twice. You get Cleveland twice. You get the Knicks. You got the Hawks twice. Like this is the part of the schedule where Giannis is playing more than thirty minutes. We might have problems in some of these games.
2: I agree. I agree. Especially if you you want him to really perform in the playoffs, which that's our goal. We're a playoff team. We we are a team that should or has an opportunity to make the uh, the, the finals and. Against these teams that we, that you just named, we cannot have we can't have this. Can't have nights like this where where you're running 36 minutes from you And I, I, I'll give him I'll give him a little bit of a pass, considering that this is the first game sure. with, without Chris Middleton. But I like what he said as well. He he compared, you know, Bledsoe, um, being letting Bledsoe kind of open up. But it's one of those things that when we've seen Bledsoe just kind of open up, and we've seen him stink it up, and we've seen him play really well mm-hmm. as well today. Obviously, he played really well. Chris Middleton is not in the game, but when Chris Middleton is around, we have to have a leash on Bledsoe.
4: And Bledsoe, the efficient the scoring was great, 12 of 12 from inside the arc. But when you only see Eric Bledsoe take two outside jump shots, that's a dude that wants to shoot the three, even though maybe he statistically shouldn't be the one shooting <laughs> as many threes as he ends up doing. Of course, of course.
2: And that's, and that's why I like this opportunity. Bledsoe did what he needed to do. He was very aggressive today with uh, Chris Middleton being out. I tip my hat off to Eric Bledsoe for his aggressiveness um, with him being out. But, you know, it's one of those things where, I'll, I'll say it again, I, I just, I don't, at this point, I don't really see who's going to step up. And that's the concerning thing for me. Because these these three weeks can be, be very, very crucial for the
4: Bucks And for three three big guys and Sterling Brown, Dante DiVincenzo, and, and Pat Connaughton, being able to kind of take that bull by the horns and make them, be one of the first dudes off the bench, even when Chris Middleton comes back, because that's really also what right. you're buying for in these spots.
2: Of course, you're 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 buying you you you're giving the coach an opportunity to say, look, I have to play this guy, even if Chris Middleton's here, I have to play this guy. And not only that, when you play well, dude, you take yourself off the trading block. If they don't play well in during these three weeks, then the coach starts seeing, well, we we can't do this in the playoffs. We won't be able to play this guy,
4: and they start they start shopping. And I never realized how quickly those conversations happen in the NBA. But the shopping does happen earlier than in other sports. Of course, because you want
2: to know who can gel. You want to know how many different lineups you can throw out there, who works well together. And this is the perfect opportunity. You never know. We see it all the time. You know, guys get sick during the playoffs, you know, or just, you know, need a rest. Mm -hmm. I have to know as a
4: coach that I can count on you during this time. 414-799-1250. Jackson's leaving. 5 for him. He's up on the fan. Hey, Jackson.
7: Billy, hey Marcus Landry.
4: <laughs> What's uh, going on, this buddy? Is,
7: this is Jackson Gemini. This is Dem's son.
4: Jackson, you sound like you had a great time at the game tonight.
7: Yes. That's great.
4: What was the best part of the game?
7: Uh, probably Bradshaw sticking up. Now that Middleton's out, he's needed. He's 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 needed right now. He needs to play harder. Cause Sterling Brown and D.J. Wilson, Brooke Lopez had a fine game. No one else did anything though. You could tell Giannis was
4: getting tired. Jackson, you, you're being taught well by your by your mother there, all right? You take care, all right? Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah. There. Hey,
7: can I say something quick?
4: Get it off, Jackson. What's going on?
7: Marcus Landry. I really like what you talked about with the basketball thing.
4: Oh, thank you. Thank you,
2: Jackson. I wish you the best, man.
7: Thank you.
4: All right. There he is, Jackson, leaving the game tonight. That's Great moments, great moments yes, here. Sir. That kid is going to be having one of these microphones, it sounds like, at some point. Hey, He, he has the voice for it. <laughs> he's got the voice, he's got the energy. That's exactly yes, what you need. 414-799-1250. Uh, we'll go inside a coach's corner coming up here in a little bit, but first, right now, the Eye on the Enemy. is brought to you by Coach's Pub and Grill on South 13th Street. Stopping today for lunch or dinner and try the fabulous Friday Fish Fry. Now open, coaches on Lake noon. Watching the game tonight, Marcus, it was evident that well, one, I didn't know that you played with a Chicago Bull, Thomas Saturanski, yep. who put on a very nice game here tonight. And he's get taken and making the most of one of those opportunities on a team where he's going to have a ton of run there in Chicago. Yeah,
2: he's one of those guys. He can he can really play. He can play multiple positions, and I just love love his game. Love his game. Wish him the best and love being able to play with him back
4: in the day so he's a great player. I love watching Kobe White. That kid looks like he's going to be a player for a long time.
2: He's amazing. He just filled it up today. I think he came off the bench and he had a 20, 25 or something like that, but he he played amazing.
4: How much is it for vets to see a rookie come into games like you're going to be able to play up when you're playing top-notch teams, right? But if you're on a on a lower caliber team and you're seeing your star rookie coming off the bench and then filling it up and then going back onto the bench, does that buy you points in that locker room or is that not as much of a thing in the NBA? I think
2: it does. I think it buys you points because it it tells the coach that they can count on you and that you'll show up. Obviously, being a rookie, you know, there's, there's ups and downs because you're still trying to figure things out over an 82-game season. But, um, I mean, this guy, this kid can play. This kid can play. He can fill it up, so.
4: and he's getting a good. He's getting a good lesson. Seems like he's not necessarily having to be the lead guy, the lead guard in there, and being able to go around the league, get a feel for the sense of the pace because it's got to be a crazy different game going in from D one. Even playing the ACC, where you might be playing the the highest level college basketball. No offense to the Big Ten, as <laughs> we got a Purdue and a Wisconsin connection here, but like you're playing still the top level of college ball. Now double that season. Add a couple more games and then take it up a notch and add another eight minutes to each and every contest. Of
2: course, and like you, you said you asked the question: do, Does it give him points? And I think it does. I think he's one of those guys that should be starting, but the Bulls need some fire power, power off the bench, and he's that guy. And they just they let him go. He's a he's a pit bull without a leash. He was a
4: big reason why the Bulls were in this game tonight. He had seven threes in their previous game in the fourth quarter. He had five triples in the first half tonight, one of the reasons why the Bulls led this game at the break, 66-65. Bucks come back and score 30 in the first three quarters, 30-35-32. Cap it off. Uh, being outscored 29-27 in that fourth quarter but it did not matter as the bucks then were able to coast through the second half a little bit closer far too close for what we would have liked to see against the Chicago Bulls team that came in here 4 and 7 bucks now 8 and 3 on the 2019-2020 campaign 414-799-1250 live at 1057fm thefan.com Quickly before a timeout we hear from coach Budenholzer we're here from Mike on the south side mike you're on the big and safe probes post game show
6: Hey, how you doing, guys?
4: Good, man.
8: Hey, Jackson. Uh, he's gonna be after Sparky's job someday.
4: Yeah, he is gonna be gonna after Sparky's job someday. That's for sure. He is in a good mood. Uh, Sparky's not I, always in the best.
8: I, I'm like you, sure. I know you got a lot to do. Uh, good win, no Middleton. Uh, I don't think the Bulls are a doormat like Sparky and a lot of people. And uh, I got a nickname for the what's the guy with the seven
4: threes? Oh, <laughs> see right. Yeah, Kobe White a big three for all. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good like one, that. Mike. Yeah, I do right. like that one. I'll talk to you guys later. Take it easy, Have Mike. a good one. You got to be prepped with a good joke whenever you get on there. That does help, right? That's humor. There you go. I love it. I love it. That's Marcus Landry, Vincent's finest, Milwaukee's prodigal son. He played in the NBA for a multitude of years, played overseas, played for your Wisconsin Badgers, and he's here with us tonight on the Pig & Save Pro Hoops postgame show. I really appreciate him hanging out. This is a really fun conversation we're having basketball-wise about the Milwaukee Bucks and the opportunities – that are now awarded to younger guys that necessarily didn't think they were going to have this opportunity to play on a team that is destined for later rounds of the NBA playoffs and being able to compete on a team right now that is needing some points and needing efforts because Chris Middleton is going to be out for the foreseeable future for the next three or four weeks. We'll get an update on that along with others inside the locker room from Matt Velasquez when he joins us a little bit later on in the program, probably about 15 or 20 minutes from Fiserv Forum. It's a Big and Safe Pro's Post Game Show. Pick and save. More ways to save with great deals, fuel points, and digital coupons. It's the Pick and Save Probes post game show, driven by Mercedes Benz and Milwaukee North here on the fan.
1: Did that really just happen? It's time for the are-you-kidding-me moment of the game. Brought to you by Gene Wagner Plumbing, celebrating over 50 years in business. For any residential, commercial, or industrial plumbing needs, go to GeneWagner.com. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops Post Game Show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee
4: North, on the fan. You can save Pro Hoops post-game show on 1250 AM, 105.7 FM, the fan. Or you can also listen online at 105.7 FM, the fan.com. And if you miss anything, click on fan on demand. It's presented by John Paul's Buick GMC Highway 100 in Greenfield. You can also check us out on the radio.com app. If you you haven't gotten the new update on the radio.com app, just check it out. Go and update the radio.com app in your settings. Then you'll have the rewind feature that's right there at the bottom. You can literally rewind live radio. It's what we've all been waiting for, and we didn't even know that it was what we've been waiting for our entire lives. 414-799-1250, the are-you-kidding-me moment of the game tonight. Are you kidding me? 36 minutes for Giannis to play against the Chicago Bulls. Marcus <laughs> Landry's in here hanging out with us tonight on the Big Day Pro's postgame show. And Marcus, in the middle of this, third quarter we were talking about it like this is a game where middle of the fourth quarter Giannis should have the sweatpants on and the sweatshirt on. Like there's no reason you should even have to worry about putting 34 in the game and he ends up running all the way to the end. Yep, he should be taking a rest, even with Chris Middleton out.
2: I mean I heard somebody say before the Bulls are no, you know, no doormat and I get that it's the NBA everybody can play. But when you're when you're holding yourself to a to a high level or high standard of being a playoff team and, and contending for a, a championship this should be a cakewalk.
4: So you've been in locker rooms where you were, where where some teams expected to blow you out, and then you, with that Boston team in that locker room you were in, you were on the other side. You were on the team where you walk into games like this expecting to blow teams out. Where does that leadership come from? Does it always have to necessarily be, like, the best player on the team? Because it obviously it feels like Giannis wants to be that leader for the team, but as a younger dude, maybe it isn't necessarily all on his shoulders it feels that's why they brought in so many vets this year
2: yeah I agree but I think it's someone has to set the tone and obviously uh the short time I was in the locker room with KG and Ray Allen and Paul Pierce they knew what they wanted they they tasted victory before and they knew what they wanted so every game they approached it like it was a championship game obviously the Bucks know where they want to be they know where they want to go and they need to approach every single game like it was that you know, like they're playing against the Toronto Raptors last year. You know right. they need to approach the game from that level, that standpoint every single night to be able to run over a run over teams like the Chicago Bulls.
4: And, it, and it's they're going to be nights where you don't necessarily come to play in that sense. But on a night like tonight, against the home crowd, of three days off, three days off right. is also one of the reasons why you'd expect to maybe see a little bit quicker pace tonight than a little bit lackadaisical out of the gates
2: exactly and i think it makes all the difference when you when you're a team that that can come out and you know what you're here to do and you're trying to get that job done it makes all the difference you can really you're showing people that look we're here to we we mean business we, we we're making the playoffs and we're, we're going to make a run in the playoffs and we're going to be in the finals
4: in Thienesville we find larry he's on the fan hey larry
3: hi guys hey uh, uh, thanks for taking my call i enjoy listening to your show um, I've got a couple questions. Um, I missed the game tonight. I had to work. I'm off now. But um, I, what is Marcus, what is your evaluation of Wes Matthews, his strengths and weaknesses? And another question, um, uh, how did Kyle Korver play tonight? Uh, he's my favorite player.
2: Okay. Well, I don't have anything bad to say about Matthews. We, we kind of grew up together and played together for a long time, came out together. Actually, me and Matthews was one of only two guys to be in the NBA that was undrafted in the, I think it was what, that 09 class. So um, my hat goes off to Wes Matthews. He's a really good player being from Wisconsin. And uh, today he played great. I mean, he had 15 points and uh, he was, what, 10 for 13 from the free throw line. I mean, he he just played great. He's a solid guy. He's a good guy to have around. He's going to play defense. He's going to play tough. So, um, I I have all the respect for Wes Matthews. He showed up today. Uh, Kyle Corvert, he, he hit a couple threes. He hit a couple threes. Well, he hit one three today. He was one for three. But, you know, Kyle Corvert is always a, he's a threat. When he's on the court, you got to respect him. You got to look out for mm-hmm. him. So I, I love Kyle Corvert. Just wish that, you know, they, they kind of get him uh, involved a little more. Sometimes I think they only got one play for him. At least that's what it seems to look like because they're a transition team. He has, like, one one play, but – Hey, he's, he's out there for a reason. He gets the job done on the three-point line.
4: Appreciate it, Larry. Now, how quickly do you can you pick up that on a set? Like you said it right there. They, it looks like they got one play for him. How long into a game until you kind of are able to figure out what plays teams are running for different guys?
2: I pick up on him pretty quick because I'm not the fastest guy in the world, so I got <laughs> <laughs> to use my brain. I got to use my brain. I got I, I have to know what they like doing. So a lot of times Kyle Corver is coming down on that left side of the court and transition. If they get stopped, he's coming around for a handoff and, and mm-hmm. shooting the three on the other side of the handoff. So that seems to be their go-to play for Kyle Corver. And other than that, he's kind of sitting around just waiting for uh, something to happen. I think he has one other play where he comes off like a double screen or something like that, but he's a shooter. There's only so many – if he gets hot, then you sure. got to keep running it for him. Then you him, keep but, running them. You know, it, it's a little tough if you're only getting some sh- a couple shots here and there.
4: That's – Outstanding stuff. See, that is the kind of basketball breakdown we're getting tonight with Marcus Landry in the house for the Biggest Day Pros postgame show that you just can't usually get here on 105.7 FM, The Fan. That's why I appreciate the Vincent product hanging out with us. We got uh, MJ on the south side hanging out with us here on The Fan. What's going on, MJ? What's going on,
6: Gorilla Armstrong? Checking in, checking in. What's up, baby? Tiles. Marcus, Tootie, Bang, Bang, Landry. What's going down? All I got to say, I got two things to say. I like what my man Blesso did today. Uh, that's something that we really needed uh, last year in the playoffs. I really think he—he he really need. He, man, that man is built like a fullback. You got to wear these little, these little, these little buck fifty, <laughs> buck fifty wet guards down in the paint. When you, when your J ain't working, when it ain't hitting, you know you got to you can't be one dimensional. And I think he needs to do that more down the stretch of this season. What, seventy one games left, and then on my second note. Uh, that bench man, they gotta, they gotta really step up. They gotta earn their keep. They gotta put in work, like you said, to, to give these guys the uh, the scores, some rest. You know, on, on these on the the teams, the lower tier teams that they should just be pulling away from easy, finishing the game in the third. I mean, Giannis tops what against low tier teams should what do about 20, 26 minutes tops mm-hmm. you know, yep. on teams like that. So it's like. Come on, man. Put in work. This your time to shine. You know, you get in, you'll you'll, you'll build your esteem. You know, the the, the coach, the coaches, squad will have faith in you. That okay? I can go to this dude. I can go this deep in the bench, and they're gonna put in work. Yep. So that's all I really got to say about that, man. Like I said, I, I was uh, Blesso. He keep doing what he's doing, man. I might have to nickname him Bully Blesso. As long as he, he's down <laughs> there posting up like like old school uh, Gary Payton. Gary Payton wasn't no muscular dude, but. Hey, he had the tricks, and he was posting people up, crazy. So, my hats off to Blesso and uh, and uh, Giannis, of course. Them youngsters on that bench, man, they they got to step up, man. And they keep put in work for the squad, man. Y'all have a blessed evening.
4: You too, Gorilla Armstrong, checking in at four one four (laughs) seven (laughs) nine nine twelve fifty. MJ, MJ, man.
2: that's a great observation, man. Blesso, he is—he's like—he's like, a, he's like a linebacker, man. He's—he's he's a huge dude. Man. He was.
4: Pat Connaughton called him on like one of the preseason preview shows a walking muscle.
2: Yeah, he's—he's that—he's that, he's that <laughs> guy. That he's that guy. And like I said, man, Blesso is one of those guys. Right now, he's off the leash. Do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. Be wild. Get up and down the court. Take all those shots. That's what we need you to do. But when Chris Middleton comes back, got to put the leash back on.
4: He also feels like a do a guy that. And for shooters, I always hear this of, you know, once you you got to shoot hot to get hot, shoot to stay hot, right? But for a guy like him that can penetrate the lane and and make defenses work because of his athleticism, when he attacks early, the Bucks can take away a game and, and run away from a game. His aggression getting to the basket early in game seems to be really, really key for them.
2: It is. It's really key. And I... I don't I'm not seeing a really big difference in this Bucks team from, from last year and this year in terms of, you know, guys like Bledsoe because he's gonna have to he's gonna have to mix it up. He's gonna have to find a way to facilitate out of that transition because a lot of teams are gonna just they're gonna say we're not gonna offensive rebound, we're gonna get back and we're gonna, you know, build a wall mm-hmm. like like they did last year in the playoffs. So um when he can start when he can start facilitating and, and getting other guys involved, a lot more. He can do a little bit of it, but a lot more his game is just going to flourish.
4: Marcus Landry, Bill Schmidt here on the Pick and Save Probes postgame show. Marcus, early in the year, I kind of was harping on it a few different times, saying that it just didn't feel like they were getting out in transition the way that they needed to. So you're saying that that can also be a schematic belief for the opponent to try to make sure you're not able to get out and run in transition like you want to. Right.
2: I think that was everybody's goal for playing against the Bucks last year was let's get back in transition, let's build a wall, and let's not let Giannis and Bledsoe get to the paint. Let's, let's let them beat us from the outside shooting jumpers, and obviously um, the one team that was able to do it was the Toronto Raptors.
4: Four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. 1250 Ahmed's on the pick-and-save probes postgame show at four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. 1250 What's
8: going on, Ahmed? Hey,
7: guys. How's it going?
4: Good. Appreciate you hanging I out with I was actually
7: us. at the game. Uh, really enjoyed it. Uh, I hate to be the downer, but uh, <laughs> I think we need to make a move in like the next couple of weeks and go out and go get Gallo. From OKC.
3: Ooh.
7: I haven't tried to fire up uh, the, the ESPN trade machine yet, but I'm assuming it's going to take that Pacers one that we got in the Brighton trade sure, and probably all of our expirings and maybe and some. But I think we need to go out and do it and uh, let them assimilate to the team faster, similar to like how Philly went and got Butler you know, sure. way before the trade deadline. But we're going to need that second, third score. So and Gallo can go out and get you thirty on any given night.
4: Well, that's for so. sure. I mean, Danilo Gallinari can go out and and he can fill it up. With funny, we were having that conversation. Thanks, yeah. man. <laughs> we were having a conversation about Danilo Gallinari earlier in the sh- earlier in the day, yeah. watching the game. He definitely can fill it up. That's going to cost you though. Yeah, don't make
2: a can, move like that. Of course, it's going to cost you. Yep, yeah. D- Danilo, old teammate of mine in New York, and hey man, that kid, he can fill it up. Man, he's a vet in the league now, and. But you know you gotta ask yourself, what do I gotta give up to to get a guy like him? And then what is it? What? It, how does it benefit my team? And how does it hurt my team? Obviously, Gillow is not the best defensive player in the world. Obviously, he can fill it up on the other end of the court. But you know, one of the things they say, defense always wins championships. So you're gonna have for to sure. give up a lot, a lot of your defensive dog to get a guy like Danilo. And I don't think you get enough back for a guy like Danilo. Now, if you can keep a bunch of guys and get them. Hey, that's great. That more power to you. Right. You know, I I love Nilo. He can fill it up. So um, I like I like that. I like that. I don't know how he'll fit in that offense, but with them being the three-point shooting team and the penetration team, I think he'll fit right in.
4: 414-799-1250. You're at 5 sir. 4 want to hear from you after the Bucks Get a win, 124-115. Coming up next, we'll go inside the locker room with Matt Velasquez, our insider from the Journal Sentinel, joins us next on the Pick and Save Pro's post-game show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North here on the fan.
1: Let's hear from the head coach. This segment is sponsored by Schneider. For over 80 years, they've been offering great careers with great benefits and more home time. Visit schneiderjobs.com or call 1-800-44-PRIDE. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops Post Game Show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North,
4: on the fan. We'll get a Coach's Corner look here in just a couple of seconds. It's the Pick and Save Pro Hoops Post Game Show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. I'm Bill Schmidt, Baby Tausch. Appreciate you hanging out and appreciate... Milwaukee Vincent product, Marcus Landry hanging out with us tonight here on the Pick and Save Pro Hoops post-game show. Now we're going to be joined by another legend in the streets of Milwaukee, JS Onlines, beat writer for the Milwaukee Bucks, and our insider here on the post-game show, courtesy of Thomas Merle Law Office, Matt Velasquez, joining us from down at Fiserv Forum. Matt, we've been talking about it a lot tonight, Marcus and I, about a game where you expect to get a lower level of minutes and not 36 minutes, but you get all 38 points from Giannis tonight, a night where you maybe were hoping to have your front line guys out closer to the end of that fourth quarter. It was a little closer than you might have thought against the Chicago Bulls tonight.
7: Yeah, the Bulls have been a feisty team. You know, they, they've, they've put some uh, some good games together against tough competition. Um, you know, they, they did that a couple of times when they came here to fight their form last year, at least in the first half of those games. Um, you know, making things interesting for the Bucks, And so, you know, in their first game without Chris Middleton trying to kind of figure things out and, and get adapted to how at least the next couple of weeks are going to be, um, you know, I wasn't too shocked to to see the Bulls, you know, hang around and make this interesting. It helped that, you know, they were making all kinds of really tough shots, especially in that first half. And the Bucks couldn't buy a bucket from outside the paint, it seemed like. Um, you know, so it made things a little bit more interesting than usual. Like I like said, I think it is a game that, you know, based on the standings, you would hope if you're the Bucks that you can, you know, maybe power Giannis down a little bit, power Bledsoe down a little bit uh, before the end. But, you know, here we are. I think it was a quality win for the Bucs, the way that they had to, you know, keep fighting the whole time. And, uh, you know, it's just, just game one of maybe ten or, or more that they're going to have to figure out the whole Chris Middleton absence. And, you know, you always want to learn while you win instead of learning while losing.
4: Matt, what about those opportunities coming off the bench for guys like a Dante DiVincenzo, who gets the start tonight, or a Sterling Brown, or Pat Connaughton, who's been a little bit more of a mainstay in that rotation? Is this going to be without Chris Middleton for the next, you know, seven, ten games, as you said?
7: Yeah, not not the greatest start uh, for really any of those guys in terms of the, uh, you know, the the stretch without Chris. Uh, Dante had a. You know, a slow start to the game. He had a couple layups uh, to get the game closer in the second quarter, uh, but overall, you know, it wasn't his, his best work. Uh, Sterling, you know, he played a, a decent amount, didn't score, zero for five from the field. They had nine rebounds. Um, you know, not not his best game. You know, but I think that this is still an, an adjustment phase, uh, especially for those two young guys. You know, kind of being thrust into into different roles and different situations. I think they had. Good looks and, and tried to, to do some good things on offense. I uh, you know Dante struggled a little bit on defense, you know, a little bit with the, the foul trouble, uh, kind of picking up some ticky tack ones. Uh, but I think those shots eventually will go in. Uh, the ones that they took that were, especially the wide open ones. Um, you know, this is uh, if this is somewhere to start from. I think the only way to go from here is up. So that, I think that's probably, probably putting a positive spin on it.
4: Talk. Talking with Matt Velasquez here on the Pick and Save Pro's postgame show driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. Baby Tausch and Marcus Landry hanging out after the Bucs win 124-115. Eric Bledsoe, 12-14 of 14 tonight and 30 points, an opportunity that he'll have to uh, obviously take advantage without having Chris Middleton in, in the game and in the next couple of games. But Eric Bledsoe on a different path tonight, Matt. When he gets going, penetrating the lane, they're a totally different team.
7: Absolutely. You know, he, he really just stuck to what he's really good at. I mean, he, could, he put up a couple three-pointers that he missed um, just to keep the defense honest. But once once he got going downhill and getting to the lane, I mean, he found all kinds of different ways to finish, to get fouled, to, to kick out to teammates. Um, he really had it going, you know, from, from start to finish tonight. A really, really solid game from him. And you're right, like, with Middleton out, he's going to need to be able to – um, you know, carry a little bit more of a load, which he did tonight. He scored twenty plus points, I think, for you know five straight games now. Uh, but then, you know, tonight with, with the thirty one, um, that's that's what they're going to need from him. You know, some nights, not every night, but some nights they're going to need him to get up there and, and, uh, and score and get up past thirty uh, in order to help them win games. And, and he really just was really impressive. I think you know Giannis too. You know, uh, obviously thirty eight points, fifteen rebounds, just just doing Giannis stuff. Um, those two guys had five turnovers apiece and they'll wanna get a little bit uh cleaned up in that regard. Um you know, but Giannis was saying, hey, when, when bloodstone's going downhill and, and being aggressive, you know, it inspires him. It makes him want to go downhill and be aggressive and, and get in the lane, you know, all the more. And so those guys feeding off each other um is definitely a good thing for the Bucks, uh, especially tonight.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. I agree one hundred percent with you. I have one question for you. I know um, Chris Middleton is out and I know it's it's a little bit different for these guys uh, in terms of just trying to get used to things as a player, I understand that. but what would be your approach what would be your grade level for this team based on approach? because I just feel like they didn't approach the game in terms of a mindset from the right place. when I mean, we're talking about a team that's holding themselves to a high standard of being a, a, um, a championship contending team.
7: Yeah, it wasn't great. I would I would probably give it like a probably like a C. I mean, they they was kind of like a C game. Yeah, I think they were, you know, kind of lucky that that the Bulls are the Bulls. You know, they're playing a, a different team. Mm-hmm. You know, even, even even as hot shooting as the, as the Bulls were for a lot of tonight, I mean, they they were really. Levine had some tough shots going down. Kobe White had some tough shots going down. You know, even even that being the case, the Bucks were still real close. Right, and the and reason right the, there the whole time.
2: The reason I asked that because I I truly believe that teams like the Bulls, they're going to get up for any good team. Those teams that are not so good, they're going to get up for any good team. And I believe from as a player, you, you set yourself apart. You really show what you're all about when you, when you take advantage of it and you approach even the lower-level teams from a high approach and you, you mm-hmm. get after it right away.
7: Yeah, that, that's definitely something the Bucks had trouble with at times last year. Uh, they got down into, you know, I like got 20-something point holes. They're the same bulls a year ago, and then they had to come back and turn around in the third quarter to win. Um, you know, they've had, kind of had games where they've, you know, gotten their slow out of the gate, um, you know, including some recently. Um, right. And so that's something that they'll definitely have to work on and figure out um, because you're right. Like, if you want to make sure that you take care of business, uh, you, you can't sleepwalk through games mm-hmm. or, or through the first quarters or, or through first halves, and, and if that happens, you know, you're gonna find yourselves fighting a three-man. They're gonna be nice, but that's not enough. Right. And uh, there's definitely something that they've they've thought about and addressed. try to figure out. Uh, it also doesn't help that they can it basically couldn't throw the ball into the ocean. You know, from the <laughs> I mean, they, they were six thirty-three on threes. I mean, they and they made right. a couple early, and after that, it was it was some some rough sledding. So uh, you know, it's not gonna happen every game. That's a uh, that's kind of an outlier performance, but. Definitely didn't
4: help things. Yeah, you definitely expect this team to shoot better from beyond the arc. Also, maybe shoot a few more than just 33. Well, Matt, we've been no, talking about it for quite some time, for a long for a long few weeks. Uh, this match has been anticipated. Indiana, uh, first chance to look at Malcolm Brogdon in the new uniform this weekend. And uh, we'll be talking to you after the game right here on the postgame show. Appreciate it, Matt. All right, can't wait. That's Matt Velasquez, insider here on the postgame show, brought to you by Thomas Marola Law Offices, divorce, child custody, or any other family law needs. Go with experience. Go with Thomas marola online, MarolaLaw.net, or call him at 414-327-5800. So you, you don't expect them to shoot more than that. You think that that's a pretty decent amount that they're firing <laughs> up? It is. It is,
2: especially considering that the two guys that have the ball in their hand, the most is probably your worst two shooters from the from from the three point That's line. That's true. Yeah, that makes sense with blood, so with I mean, and Giannis. Right, they have the ball majority of the time, so a lot of times they're they're kicking out. But they have the ball a lot, even in ISO situations. They have the ball, so they're not going to be shooting. What breakers.
4: do you think of of the offense to to shoot as many threes as possible and not be working the ball inside as a for, as a forward yourself, liking the ball maybe a little bit more inside on the paint.
2: Well, this is copycat league, you know. So mm-hmm. you know, you got teams like uh, the Warriors who kind of you know, show that, hey, kind you, of broke can, the mold. Right, you can win, you can win the game, you can win a championship doing it this way. So most teams kind of go that approach. And that's kind of what broke up this big three things. Uh, Kawhi Leonard uh, winning a championship sure. with one other guy yeah. or just by himself. So they're like, well, okay, we don't need three guys to do it. We just need two, maybe one, and we can get the job done. So it kind of changed the whole narrative of the NBA. So it's one of those things where whoever wins everybody else is going to take that
4: approach. Right. Everybody wants to do what they're doing and try to figure out if they can do it themselves. Exactly. Wendy, 105.7 FM, the fan, 1250 AM, and the free radio.com app. That voice you are just hearing, Milwaukee Vincent's finest, Wisconsin Badger, NBA player, a veteran. He's been around this game for a long time, Marcus Landry, and he can help your son or daughter, learn the basics of basketball as well with the Marcus Landry basketball camps. We'll get into a little bit more later on here as we wrap things up on the Pig & Save Pro Who's postgame show. But first, let's hear from the head coach, Mike Budenholzer, after the win tonight, down at Five Serve Forum, our own radio, Joe Zenzola, getting the audio of the head coach after a win here on the
3: fan. The way they're shooting the three ball right now, the pace they're playing at, they put a lot of pressure on your defense. and. Just, you know, for particularly the third quarter, and I think a lot of the fourth quarter, our defense uh, put us in a position to get a little bit of a cushion, a little bit of separation, Um, you know, because both teams were struggling to get stops. But uh, I think we did it for, you know, at least a quarter and maybe more. And that that gave us the cushion to kind of take this game home.
2: Coach, 70 points in the paint for your team
4: tonight. I know the theme is let it fly, but this is the second game in a row that close to the rim has been your friend. What happens when your team continues to Im- attack the basket?
3: Yeah, you know, I mean, it always starts with that. I know everybody talks about everything else, but we want to we want to attack the paint, attack the basket first, and, um, you know, try and get good looks there, get to the free throw line by being aggressive, going to the basket. So, um, you know, and I think... You know, part of the offensive style they're playing is, you know, they're putting a lot of fast and, and kind of perimeter-oriented guys. And so, you know, hopefully we're able to take advantage and get to the paint and finish uh, on a night like tonight.
6: Coach, what what can you say about
2: Eric So I mean, the the last five games he's been having, the way he played tonight, what, what has changed for him over these last five games?
3: Yeah, I just think, you know, he's in a great place. I, I do like the way he's attacking and getting to the paint and finishing. Um... And, you know, I think making free throws tonight felt like he shot the ball well from the free throw line. Um, You know, and I would say, you know, over the last five games or so, the three ball, he's been shooting that with a lot of confidence. So he's just, you know, I think he's in a good place. I think, uh, you know, he just wants to do anything he can to help his teammates and help us win. Uh, He's just been great.
5: Obviously, in the lead up to this game, we were talking about how to replace Chris. What do you think of Dante and Sterling tonight?
3: Um, You know, I, I They've played better, so, you know, I think, you know, it's encouraging for us. I think, you know, first game without Chris, for those two guys, they're probably, you know, just trying to figure out when they're going to play, who they're playing with, things like that, and just, you know, I think they'll settle in. We'll settle in as a team without Chris, and, you know, it's good for us to get a win, um, you know, first game without Chris.
7: Wes had three free throw attempts in, like, 240 minutes before tonight, and now he has 13 today. He's cutting to the basket a lot more. How much of that was – stuff that you guys planned for him to do, especially with Chris out?
3: Um, well, A little bit of it, I would say, you know, just playing, uh, you know, he and Dante and, and Bled together, um, you know, changes a few little spots that he's in and, um, you know, getting him on, on the cut there late was great. Great pass by Giannis, great execution screening. Um, you know, he got a few technical free throws, I think. You know, he's, you know, maybe, I don't know, got to check with Ben what our order is to be honest with you, but, it felt like there was three or four techs tonight that he got. He got, you know, three-point. So he just was doing a lot of things, getting to the basket. I thought he was good. His activity was good.
4: Coach, you went into halftime down one, and then out of halftime in the third quarter, you guys outscored the Bulls 32-20. to 20.
0: What adjustments did you make at halftime? What did you tell your guys to give you guys that ability to go on that tear in the
4: third quarter?
3: Well, a little bit what I said in the opening, just, you know, I think, we felt like whoever could, you know, um, find a little bit of footing, find a little bit of, uh, you know, kind of consistency de- defensively would be the team that could win. And if we could be that group, let's let's just see if we can do it with our defense, see if we can get some stops. Um, you know, individually I thought some guys stepped up and guarded better, rebounded better. They hit tough shots too. I mean, even, you know, as they were getting to 66 at halftime, you know some open looks, but man, they, they were hitting some tough shots, and and including the third and fourth quarter, um, they're playing with a lot of confidence right now. Uh, Jim Boylan's doing a great job with his group. That's Mike
4: Budenholzer after the game, after a win here on the fan. It's Pick and Save Probes post game show, driven by Mercedes-Benz in Milwaukee North. Joined now. Tonight by Marcus Landry in studio, Milwaukee, Vincent's Finest. As we just had DJ GA come in here from Kiss FM, say the man, the myth, the legend, Marcus Landry, former NBA player, hanging out with us tonight. Uh, He just talked about it, Mike Budenholzer did, Marcus, about going up against a team that's playing determined. Now, you said it a little bit earlier while we were talking about Velasquez, you know you're going to get good shots from other teams coming in here if you're the Milwaukee Bucks, but it's being able to put the foot down on teams when they do give you the best their best shot that's going to be the key. All
2: right, so I I'm going I'm to a tread a little little careful here because uh, I'm still playing this game and you never know what it takes you but uh what from a coaching standpoint what, Bruzen, what Budenhauser just did here was that he used the other team to defend his team's bad play. That's mm-hmm. just that's just what yeah. it was. He said they made shots. Okay, they shot they shot of what 40% and 41. They did, but this is the Bulls we're talking about, right? So, I, I just can't can't It's a team that's that. missed the playoffs for what right.
4: three straight years for a reason. Exactly, they're
2: a young. They're a young team. You know, you're going to get high energy. You know, they're going to play tough. But your experience that you got last year, it, it should show a lot further, especially when you play a team. How like
4: often do you think t- coaches do that, where where they cover up their team's bad play? And use the opponent for the reason why their their team played bad. Well, they have to. I understand you. you That's you, true.
2: You do it, and you do it in a way to protect your job as well. You you throw it out there that hey, this isn't our, this isn't our fault. We still mm-hmm. got the win, and we played good here and there, and we still got the win. He repeated it like three or four times. We still got the win. <laughs> right? We still got the win. Uh, <laughs> but you know they they do it, I and mean, you have to do it because this is a players' league. It's not a coaches' league. You know the, you know obviously Budenhauser has a, a very He's in a very good position to have someone like Giannis, a very respectful uh, player, where Mm -hmm. he's not going to force him out of out the door because he doesn't like something. So, he's in a good place, and it happens a lot where where um you know coaches protect their players, which they should do, which they should do. But at the that's your job part of it. At the end of the day, you know it should have been somewhere along the lines that hey, we got to play better, even though we don't have Chris Middleton, we we have to play better. Hats off to the Bulls. They're they're an okay team, but we should have did a lot better today. I would have liked to hear that.
4: Bucks get the win, but only a nine-point win against a much more subpar team in the Chicago Bulls. Giannis goes nuts for 38 points. Will he be our MVB? Brought to you by Chevy. We'll find out next. Marcus Landry in here with the Big and Safe Probes postgame show. I'm Bill Schmidt, Baby Tausch, this hour on the fan is brought to you by McCormick Law Office. Dan McCormick, your auto accident and work injury attorney. 414-799-1250. Wrap things up and name an MVB next here on the fan. Marcus, it seems to
1: me this has been a decent deflection game. What defensive play stood out? that away from Locke right at the rim. Here's the Laborers' local 113 defensive play of the game. The Laborers Local 113 Milwaukee. Feel the power at liuna113.org. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops Post Game Show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North, on the fan. Another takeaway. Levine ahead for Lowry Burke.
4: That was mean. That was just a mean one by Giannis. He sends Lowry Markin in packing. His only block of the night, while well, the Bucks only had four, if you were going to tell me that the Bucs get four blocks in a game against the Chicago Bulls, Giannis was going to have one. Somebody else on their team had two. Uh, if we were going to be a betting man, Marcus Landry joining me tonight, would you have guessed it was Kyle Korver? Not at all.
3: <laughs> Kyle <laughs>
4: Gorver with a couple of blocks, yep. but he is not our Chevy MVB of the night. Marcus Landry is going to tell you who was the MVB of tonight. Well, I want to hear yours first. Well, because this is the toughest part, Marcus, because I come in for these shows, and it's the easiest thing for me to walk in and say Giannis is with 38 points, 16 boards, a block, a couple of steals. He does everything for you. Right, right. Well, Giannis... I'll go- I'll go with Eric Bledsoe because thirty points from Eric Bledsoe is a night that I'll I'll definitely take nine times out of ten.
2: That's a good that's a good night and he had ten assists. I heard I said something earlier about his assists, but he had eight, not ten. He had eight today, so he he played great. But I can't give it to Bledsoe. I have to give it to a difference maker, um, somebody that that kind of played played a good game. So I'm going to give it to West Matthews. He had a quiet night, but he got to the free throw line 13 times. He was 10 for 13 from the free throw line. So my hat goes off to my man, Wes Matthews. He had 15 points today. He's one of those guys that stepped up. He was the third leading scorer for the Bucks today. So... If, if it wasn't from Wes Matthews, they probably would have lost.
4: Him. And he's going to so. have a chance to step up in a lot of different nights tonight playing such a key role on this team. Marcus, I appreciate you hanging out, man. This has been a lot of fun. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. Hopefully we can do a, have a lot more here with the Vincent Legend, former Badger, former Buck, NBA player Marcus Landry joining us tonight on the Pick and Save Pro, whose post-game show. Bucks win it 124-115 over the Chicago Bulls. Back on the floor on th- Saturday night against Malcolm Brogdon's new team in the Indiana Pacers. We'll talk about it with you after the game right here on the Pick & Safe Pro Who's Post Game Show presented by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. This
1: episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.